Hello, Loveland. I'm Mike Melvin, and this is the Loveland Weekly Podcast, brought to you by Gina Dubell-Smith, EXP Realty, and Stone Pillar Farm. In a recent episode, we delved into the captivating history of the Grail and Grailville. Since then, I've received numerous inquiries about their accessibility to the public, and I'm excited to share that the answer is a resounding yes. Not only are they open to everyone, but they're eager for your visit. Whether you're a nonprofit seeking space for your mission, a family in search of a scenic trail or a leisurely walk, or an individual seeking a serene meditation spot or gorgeous oratory, Grailville extends a warm and welcoming invitation. My own journey with Grailville started around 2007 or so. I stumbled upon a meditation retreat online that they were hosting, and although I couldn't attend the week-long event, my curiosity led me to the property, and I was immediately enchanted by its magic. And then a few years later, a friend suggested that I take my kids to the Grailville property to enjoy their deep creek pools, and we did, many, many times. Exploring a different side of the property, I was once again amazed. It felt like a hidden gem a tranquil escape that remained unknown to many, even though it's located just a stone's throw from downtown Loveland. The rich history, the natural beauty, and the community engagement of Grailville are becoming more widely recognized and cherished. Recently, I had the privilege of chatting with Terry Puckett, a friend of mine and the director of the Grail in the United States. We discussed the Grail's mission and its exciting new initiatives. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy. Today is Labor Day, Monday, September 4th, 2023. So I know you interviewed Mary Lou a few months ago, and I hope everyone goes back and listens to that about the history and the mission of the Grail. What I wanted to do is sort of take a step back and share that the Grail is an international movement of women. We are in 21 countries worldwide. But um, each country is locally, independently, and organically organized. We do have an international framework where we come together to um, move forward on some global issues. But what the Grail in the Philippines does is very different from what the Grail in Tanzania does versus what the U.S. does. The other um, uh, sort of uh, misconception is that we as an organization, we do one thing and we do it collectively the grail as a movement of women recognizes that women all have different interests and skill sets and passions and that they live in communities that are very diverse across the united states so unlike say the american heart association where depending on the chapter you're you're located the chapters all basically do the same things it's very formulaic um in the grail We have about 20 women across the United States who are all focusing on food insecurity. But what they do and where they do it is very different. So some work in food pantries, some grow food, some work in policy work, some work with schools to get food home. We believe that it is important that we are responding and providing resources at that community level versus from the top down. Now, Yes, we are all working independently, but then we move sort of up 
the pyramid and we have circles and task force that work in regions and across the US and at the global level on some bigger issues, for example, like climate change. So that is how we're structured. Locally, most people know Grailville, which is the place. Right. The Grail is the entity. And so when we're asked, what are you doing at Grailville? Um, those are some very set activities that are unique to this space. We're, we don't replicate those elsewhere. But I do want to say that the Grail in the U.S. has membership that is everywhere from New York to California, from Minnesota to Louisiana. We do have a, uh, a larger group of Grail members that live in this region up to Columbus, down to Kentucky, but this is only one section of our membership. So at Grailville, what are we doing? Um, this is the headquarters for the Grail in the U.S. We have been at this location since 1944, in the U.S. since 1940. And what we do here changes based on need. So about every three years, Grail members in the United States come together in a meeting and they ask of the world, what ails thee? And then they sit and think about and discuss what as a whole we are doing and whether that is the answer to the problem. And about once every generation, the answer is no, what we're doing is not responding to the ail ailments of the world. And then we change. We take time to figure out what it is we can do. And then that's how we go forward. Um, here at Grailville, we've been focusing on some of our older lessons and how we can apply them to newer um, challenges. So for example, the Grail believes in doubling one's talents. Most people have a skill that they're, they're really good at it. And so they tend to stick to that skill. They stick in that lane. Girls especially, once they know they're good at something, they stay with it. They do not try new things because they're afraid of failure. They're afraid people are going to make fun of them. They're afraid they're not going to do well, so they stick with what they do well. With the Grail, we try to challenge that. We believe that this is a safe place to try something new and fail at it. Try it again and fail at it so that by the time you finish, you may never be good at this new thing, but you have learned to be a leader and you can go out into the world and do whatever you're called to do with passion and I love without fear. That. I've never, it's, it sounds like a simple thing, mm -hmm. but I've never heard of an, I've never heard of that before. Right. Doubling your talent. Doubling one's talents. Yeah, so at the Grail, here at Grailville, we have been running a summer program called Crew. Started off as the summer summer young adult work initiative but that's unwieldy it's just the crew <laughs> and this is for young women between the ages of 14 and 22 we run it like a temp agency so they register each week we send out um, what work needs to be done and the days they schedule themselves based on what they want to do um, and then they are also receive a lesson that week from a community uh, woman who comes to share a skill so those lessons can cover everything from how to use power tools to do a budget to um, safety to how learning the importance of voting. It just depends. The girls and the crew, they pick which, which sessions that they wanted to know about, and we find the women to do them. That's awesome. Um, but this crew, it's amazing what they do. They take care of the land here during the summer. Right. If you walk our trails, the crew is taking, taking uh, care of that. If you walk our labyrinth, it's crew taking care of that. They learn how to use these power tools, and they go forth and they do. We had one girl this summer tell her parents, she brought home this little piece of wood, and she said, you can never throw this away because it's proof I know how to use a chainsaw. <laughs> 
I love it. You know, and they're not the greatest at it, but (laughs) by golly, they do it. So the crew is what we do during the summer to really push young women to explore new things and to fail at it. I think that's amazing. And I I think it's just something that, I mean, I'm a teacher and, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm listening you say that. And yeah, we build skills and this and that, but to just put it out there, say, hey, you're good at this. Let's just see. Mm-hmm. You're at an age, too. This is why it's, it's such a cool concept. You're an age where you can do this. Mm-hmm. You have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And like with you guys, the Grail uh, resources mm-hmm. that are that are helping them and facilitating right. that. I think that's so cool. Now, members of the Grail, mm-hmm. like how many members are there locally? And how do you become a member? Sure. So we have about 39 members in the region. Okay. So that goes from Columbus to Kentucky. Um, New York region has one more than us. They have 40. Oh, wow. um, the next state is actually California with 36. And then believe it or not, the next three are all tied. And it's uh, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, and Massachusetts. Wow. Which I think is really interesting. Um, so how to become a Grail member. It's not like joining the zoo. Right. You don't get a card and you write down your name and pay your $25 and whoops, I'm a member. Right. The Grail is a lifetime commitment. Okay. So women who are interested in joining the Grail, they let the Grail know they're interested. They get paired with a mentor. They learn about the Grail. They attend Grail functions. And then they decide whether or not this is really something they want to do, whether this is a group that they feel called to join. And I think that's important that Grail members for all their different interests and skill levels are all called to be grail because there's a spiritual search involved. Mm -hmm. They're called by their spiritual values to advance the issues of peace and justice and renewal of the earth. And it's that um, basis, that shared basis. And so I was going to ask, but what are those spiritual values? Remember, we're a movement of women, so we're all coming from different backgrounds and traditions. We may call things different names. We may assign different words to them. But the key is, are you being called from that core space in you, that spiritual home for you, to advance this work? How you define it is different, but is that what's calling you? I think that's cool. You don't define that for Mm -hmm. them. No. I mean... That within itself says a lot. Right. I believe Mary Lou talked about how, you know, we were started by a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grail in the U.S. in the 1960s, through a series of votes, made the decision to open up membership to women on any spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Again, not the destination, the pathway. Right. And so, um, you know, again, if you've been exploring the Grail, you come to a space where you're like, you know what? I think it's time that I join. Um, or it's, you know what? I think I'm going to be a supporter and not join. Right. It's not ultimately what I'm called to do. And then it's for life. And you are part of this this group of women, this amazing group of women who will support you in, in your endeavors for the decades to come. I think that's so neat. Now, you have the crew, mm-hmm. which are hired uh, young women. Mm-hmm. This hasn't crew hasn't been around very long, correct? No, five summers. Five summers. So it's pretty new. Do you foresee crew members possibly becoming members i know they're very separate but is that something is that something that you look for possible members of the grail moving forward or is it separate right i think we're we will find members where we're called to find members very cool right Mm -hmm. so the crew is not about proselytizing to them about the the membership of joining the grail right but simply by being here they experience the grail they experience the values of the grail and they are supporting the grail should we have young women that decide to take that that journey then yay Mm -hmm. 
But right now, the majority of our recent members, I'd say in the past 20 years, are women of an age. They're going through a change in their life. Um, the kids have gone off to school and they have an empty nest. Mm-hmm. Or they've gotten divorced. Or they've gotten married. Maybe it's that they've retired or maybe they're back in the workforce. There's a huge change going on in their life and they're realizing they don't know who they are anymore. They've been defined by their titles, mom, Mrs., vice president, what have you. And they're starting to look inward and and looking to see who is Terry? Who am I? And then they are they're in that sort of space of spirituality. Maybe they're questioning their faith. Maybe they're just discovering it. But there's something that is big going on in their life, and that's who finds us because they're looking for other women who are going through that same process. And just speaking with you and Mary Lou and just being, you know, as we are connected with the Grail, it's always just fascinated me. The changes you guys have, like you said, you, you when you meet and you say, are, have we accomplished what we, we've mm-hmm. meant to accomplish? But beyond that, you guys have morphed for the changing environment mm-hmm. and the changing needs of women. Yes. And I think that it's really cool that when you look at the beginning of your history, a lot of the women that would join the Grail were probably coming out of high school Mm -hmm. and now as you just described hey that's probably not for this day and age Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to see a lot of people that are that are doing that and you're going to see somebody maybe Mm midlife and that's when they're going to be looking at the grail Mm -hmm. for that i think that's you don't see that big of changes in a lot of organizations i think that's that's true um the grail it in the very beginning, if you were 25, you were considered too old to join the grail. <laughs> wow. Because at that time, you were probably married or had kids, and that put you on a different life path. Sure. There were limited opportunities for young women to get involved in cha- changing the world. And the grail was one of them that was respectable that you could do. Gotcha. And then as the, the opportunities for women changed, the mm-hmm. grail changed to meet that. If we no longer needed to be the only option we had to adapt what we were offering. Um, ultimately, in the 1980s through the 2000s, we were running a retreat and program center. The idea was we've gone from young women living at Grailville for a year to women coming for a four-hour program right? because the opportunities were different. Um, now, again, going back to some of those early lessons, like doubling one's talents, um, that really is how the initiatives that we're doing come to be so another doubling one's talent idea is um, the idea of learning labs where we invite any nonprofit or community-based organization that wants to pilot a project in any space to come to here to do it it's a three question application what do you want to do who do you hope to serve and which one of the UN sustainable development goals there are 17 um, you (laughs) hope to advance right right and this came from um, I heard someone speak, and they were talking about how in uh, Silicon Valley, the tech world, Mm -hmm. no one thinks anything about dropping millions of dollars on a concept that they know is going to fail because they know they have to get that failure to move to something successful. In the nonprofit world, we don't get that grace, (laughs) right? right? You have to prove you can do something and do it well before anybody's going to give you money. Yes. So by inviting these nonprofits and community-based organizations to try out something for free, mm-hmm. they can then decide whether it works, whether they're going to now have a track record to go get funding. But we expect them to fail. 
-hmm. We tell them when they apply, we know you're going to fail because this is brand new. Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you're not stretching, if you're not um, being scared of stretching and failure, then this is your place. And at the end of your time with us, I expect two paragraphs, nothing more saying, what did you learn? Right. We're already assuming you failed. Just tell us what you learned from it. And hopefully then that will guide those, those smaller organizations to be able to, to again, go for money or uh, have a track record. So that's one of the ways we, we are trying to help the community to Huge. double their one towns. Well, you know, as, as many people know, I love our life. You guys have helped us tremendously um, because you didn't put the barriers up that mm-hmm. we were seeing everywhere else yep. around us. Uh, you were open and saying, we have this area. And, and what we were focused on were small events, walk mm-hmm. walks, nature walks, um, events at night for campfires and people, Doug, mm-hmm. teaching about uh, um, the lightning bugs, which was mm-hmm. actually your guys' idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that has allowed us to grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, we learned a lot from you guys. But an opportunity that if we never had, we probably would not be where we are today mm-hmm. um, because we have a spot that people now equate with us, mm-hmm. a gorgeous, Thank amazing you. spot, and um, we have failed. Right. We, we have <laughs> we have failed many <laughs> times. We are actually having a meeting uh, coming up to reevaluate, like you guys do, mm-hmm. uh, who we are and what we're going to do because it is just two of us. But if you... I think it's amazing that you guys offer this opportunity that we are so lucky to our nonprofit has. But there are how, how, there are, you look at the signs that you guys have posted. You have a few nonprofits mm-hmm. working here, and um, they come and they go. They do. They come and they go, and they learn and they fail, and maybe they try something new. And that's just one of the ways that we try to advance our mission. In it's not the same as how many people did you feed today, but it's how many other organizations did you encourage to grow? And, um, and you're doing the same with the crew. I mean, right, now, yes, now I'm seeing, mm-hmm. you know, this, your mission in reality of what you're doing. And then you're doing it for the public. Right. It's a new initiative. Uh, you've probably always had this initiative, but you really ramped it up this year. Actually, no, this was brand new this year. Okay, brand new. Okay. We realized... Um, our crew sat outside and they talked to people as they came on the property and asked, you know, what did you know about the grail? And the answer was always nothing. Mm-hmm. What is the grail? I'm like, well, you come here every week to do, walk your dog or walk the labyrinth. And well, we just think it's a park. And we realized folks don't know who we are or mm-hmm. they think we closed or they think we um, ended or what have you. And so just getting the word out that, that not only we're we here, but we're doing amazing things mm-hmm. is important to us. So we started the Map Your Experience initiative this summer where we are challenging community members to come out and, and see what we're about. Everything from walking the trails to bird watching to the labyrinth to our art exhibit that we just opened up on Saturday. And we can talk about that in a second. But yep. um, getting folks to understand that we're here, we're vibrant, we're just not what you think we are. Right. Um, and I think that's important. Um, folks who think they know who we are have a lot of misconceptions about that. Mm-hmm. And map your experience was a positive way of sort of changing that that narrative, so folks understand and appreciate our values and what our goals are. And you are one of the most welcoming organizations too. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I don't know. I did this podcast because of this community, and you guys are an amazing representative. And it is a shame because I talked to a lot of people about the Grail. As we've been saying, hey, our events are there. The knowledge hasn't always been there. Right. And you, that needs to be there. And, mm-hmm. and people need to know how awesome of an organization. Thank you. Not even a mile out right. of town. That's the other thing. Like, oh, where you're having an event there? Where is it? It's right here. 0.91 <laughs> miles from where the bike trail crosses by Paxton. Right. We, we measured it once. 0.91 miles. Good. I'm glad. I always said under a, a mile, under a mile so I was right there. All right. So let's talk about your um, art show that you have sure. right now. So we just opened up our art show. It's called Egyptian Women Embroiderers of Akmeen, which is a lot of words. Um, so each year we do, it's called Art at the Oratory. It is an exhibit that is based on the work of a Grail woman tied to art and social transformation. So this is our third year, and so our third exhibit. And this one focused on uh, a project that was started in Akmim, Egypt in 1960. So at the time in Akmim, um, it was very traditional culture. And a Catholic priest who was from the area reached out to a Grail member and said, hey, would you come and do a project um, with the women of our community. And she said, sure, as long as we're in charge. We get to decide what the program is and we run it. Um, which is 1960 was very forward thinking to, to tell the, the local priest. But they said yes. And so a an American Grail member, Gail Malley, came out and she was joined by four other Grail members from different countries. And they started a project. It was a kindergarten. And it failed. Um, they set this up because they, they thought what they were hearing was that the education um, opportunities were limited. And it turns out that wasn't quite right. And the project failed. So they took a step back, learning some Arabic along the way, having meetings with the women of the community. And what they discovered was what the women wanted, what the women needed was a space for socializing. At the time, women and girls were not allowed to leave their homes. They did not do the shopping. They did not do any of the work in the market or any of the farming. They stayed in their homes. They ran their homes. Occasionally, they could be escorted to another family member's home by a male family member, but that was it. They wanted a place to come together as women in community. So the Grail pivoted, and um, they started a social club. And the women came, they, they enjoyed each other's companies, they did theater, they did recitations, they wrote poetry, they learned dances. This needs to be a book. There, there is a book, actually. <laughs> okay, there was a book that was, that was written. Um, it was written in French, and then Gail Malley translated it into English in about 10 years ago. Awesome. It's available. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the women of Akmim were looking around and they saw that there were some nuns at a convent near, nearby who were doing embroidery. And they said, oh, can we learn how to do embroidery? And the Grail women said, sure, we'll teach you how to do embroidery. And they did. And then the women of the club said, wow, we'd like to learn how to make frames for our embroidery. Okay. So they opened up a, a carpentry shop and the women learned how to make wooden frames. And then it was, wow. We'd like to learn how to weave cloth so that we're, we always have cloth to use for our embroidery. Now, Akmim is one of the oldest communities in the world. It has been in the same location for 4,000 plus years. And weaving has been a part of their culture all that time. We're talking pharaonic ages, you know, 4,000 years. But it always was the province of men. 
so that the women of the social club say, mm, we want to now, after 4,000 years, learn how to weave. The girl said, sure. And they found a couple male master weavers to come in willing to share their craft. Wow. So this is 1960 to 1981. Along the way, the, the Grail helps support the women. You want to learn how to read? Great. Literacy classes. You want to understand about money? Great. Financial literacy classes. So finally in 1981, the Grail said, you have this. You've got right. this. Um, you can run this yourself. You don't need us anymore. And the Grail stepped away. So this art exhibit actually is about that history. More importantly, the Ock Meme Center still exists. The women are still learning how to embroider and weave and make frames. They're still taking literacy classes. Their daughters, their granddaughters are coming through the, the program now. And it's an example of this grail tradition of bless and release. Right. You want to learn how to do something, we'll teach you. But ultimately, it's going to be yours to run. It, it's not for us to come and stay and do this with you forever. It is right. yours. So the exhibit um, shows some beautiful pieces that are in our collection from the early years, but also are pieces just done by women of Akmim that are there and can be purchased. Um, it covers the history and it shows the, the beautiful work that these women have created for themselves. And I think that's amazing. And this... How, how can one come see this and how long does it last? Sure. So the exhibit is up through November 10th. During the work week when we're in our office, um, you can come and just get a key and go over. But we also do by appointment. So if you want to come up and see it on the weekend, you just give us a call or send us an email at the office. And we will make that arrangement so you can come and experience it um, in evening hours, mornings, what have you. Anything outside of our work time, just call or send an email. We will make it available to you. Hey, it's Elise, and I'm back for another Loveland Weekly Update. So we started out school this week by having Labor Day off on Monday, and as of right now, there's not too much going on at the school as we're gearing up for a lot of fun things coming in the next couple weeks. But there are home athletic matches you can come to. So there's two boys golf matches, one volleyball game, two girls tennis matches, two girls soccer matches, and the football rumble for the ribbon game versus Kings all at home this week. Looking ahead in Loveland, on Saturday, September 9th, join your friendly local wildlife ecologist, Doug, on a native bee safari at Grailville, 1 p.m. All ages welcome, and this safari is completely free. Love Our Land just asks that you RSVP for the event on the website, www.loveourland.org. And that evening, the Loveland Legacy Foundation hosts its Dinner en Rouge from 6.30 to 11 p.m. All proceeds will assist the Loveland Legacy Foundation to continue its great work in our community. So get your tickets today. If you have an event you would like me to mention, or if you are running for local office and would like to be interviewed, please reach out to me. My email is mike at lovelandpod.com. We have something truly special here in Loveland. Thank you for listening, and enjoy your Labor Day. You deserve it. This episode was produced and engineered by On Brand Studios and recorded at Grailville, a magical place here 